Eden Tekle is a stylist of over 20 years and a DC salon owner of four years now. If you missed the last episode, we learned all about her journey and to becoming a salon owner. And it's very, very powerful and it's very informative. And if you're ever interested in learning, opening a salon, you definitely don't want to miss this. But today we're going to hear all about her salon, what the vision is, what the aesthetic is, what the customers are like, and what does it take to get a job and work? at Eden Salon. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes and I'm your host. Today I'm with Eden Tekle. How are you today, Eden? Robert, how are you? Thanks for having me back. I'm great, thank you. Uh, so like I said in the intro, um, it was a great conversation hearing your journey and um, towards the end there, uh, you started talking about building a, building a salon team and for those who did not watch the previous episode uh the big comp big part of this but big part of that conversation when it came down to uh talking about building a team was that you kind of you started off hiring people and realized that you didn't prepare and plan for building a team and uh you got a break you started working on that and then you got a break to even look work think about that even more during the shutdown from the pandemic and now that you're open you're um you have made some changes and now you got this team and you're continuing to grow it so um why don't you tell us a little bit about uh your salon just to start off like what tell us a little bit about it so our salon is um we're on h street and uh we have uh we don't have rules we have values the values that we have is respect individuality Individuality doesn't mean anyone works the way they want it to. We respect everybody's talents, the way they like to do it and how they like to perform, the communication, the consultation. They just get to be themselves and as we feed at the team. And um, everyone in our team um, have to have the passion for what they do and they have to love it where they do it. So if they don't love our environment and they don't love the team, we don't want them to be there because we would not let them grow. So for that, we understand with respect and love, we show them or we direct them to places that we think might be a better fit for them. And our salon, the biggest value we have is um, the care for one another. We know if one person is not okay, we're not okay. And if we can celebrate one person's growth and we're not happy with that, it's not a place for us. So we love each other. We like a family. Um, We always learning from one another. We don't let not even one customer uh, walk out of the door being unhappy. Um, We don't take any kind. Let's say if I was looking something, if I say, hey, to my team, I did this last time. Maybe you should try it. They don't think I'm telling them what to do. They don't take offense because they understand my passion, my love for them. But I don't do that until they know me. They know the team that what we say is just all that comes from love and care. And um, we also, you know, when they're sad, we sad with them. You know, when if there is a family crisis, we value them and we do whatever it takes. And at the same time, we take care of any person, uh, any customer that walks into the salon, like they're the only person in the world. That's one thing we like to do. And whatever it takes, uh, we do that. But we don't really disvalue ourselves to value our customer. We value ourselves and we value our customers at the same time. 
And um, we we love education. We try to have class at least every other month. And right. then one needs to be good at with something, they'll be the teacher for that class we wanted to. If we know somebody have something we don't have, like, hey, next class you're going to teach us. So we open a platform for them to teach us the things they know, whether you just got here last week or you've been there for a year and you went somewhere to learn something. We always, you know, learning every day. And we, um, everybody notice when they come to the salon, we are a team uh, because we are there for each other. We laughing, we dancing, you know, it's just that we wanted to be happy. People are like, or my teams are happy to come to work when they're not happy. They let us know, hey. We're not feeling it today. I'm not feeling it. So we're aware of that. So when that stylist come in, we're very sensitive. We try and help if they need help. And you know, we're trying to give them a break. And we just watch them to make sure they are okay throughout the day. And because we create that environment, if they have to stop in the middle of the day, go home, we take care of their clients. We jump in, help them, and just do all the stuff. They don't feel like we take their customer, and we don't feel like you know they're taking our customer. So we really create this team. We're not really big. We're growing, but we really almost like speak the same language when it comes to the customer team. And uh, everybody's valued from our assistant to a front desk, from a client, from the people who clean outside for us. We really, really wanted to impact our customers, our teammates, everyone who just jumped into the salon. We want them to feel, you know, important, valued. Nice. And so how many, uh, how many salon owners, I mean, sorry, how many um, chairs do you have at the salon? It's two floor. It's open. That's not like two floor, but we have upstairs and, but it's just, we have like high ceiling that makes it look like it's one floor. Uh, we have five stylists now, and we have one, uh, a new one who just moved from Massachusetts. Um, she had more experience than I do. So it was really good to find somebody, you know, who had more experience to learn the journey. And uh, but the one thing we really loved is we we all not quiet and she's a very quiet person. And we were able to learn, hey, you can be really quiet and still be communicating with your customer doing amazing work and the clients smiling ear to ear. So we were like, oh, I guess we don't have to be all chatty. You know, that's one of the things we learned the last two weeks. We were like, whoa. So we really let somebody come in and, you know, influence us as long as it's good. And, you know, it's beneficial for all of us. And uh, you cut out, uh, but how many chairs do you have? Ten? Ten. Okay, cool. Uh and so I guess, um, you know, if someone's listening to this and they heard your previous interview and they, they like what, you know, your approach to the business and uh, <clears throat> what, um, tell us a little bit about like what that hiring process looks like. Uh, I'm, you know, whether it's a, a, a seasoned stylist or if it's a rising stylist uh, starting off, um, what would they, what would each of those expect? Um, honestly, as long as you have the passion, come as you are, whether if it's just got out of the school, whether you had 30 years experience, 20 years experience, uh, one thing we require is just be willing to learn or to teach. If you have something, be willing to teach us. And if you need something, be open to learning and whatever we need to do to get you where you wanted to go. And we will help you just have a passion, have a goal set up where you really wanted to go. 
my, the first thing we ask is, what's your goal? What do you want to do? And even if your goal is like, hey, I want to open a salon three years from now. Good. So the, the next three years, let's make it great. As we teach you what it feels like, that means, you know, I can show them what are the things that I do as a manager at the salon, as the owner, the time I put on, what are the things I'm not doing, what are the things I'm not getting, and uh, what we see from like, oh, yeah, if you're someone or you do whatever you want. And that's not it. You do everything but what you want. Uh, so whatever it is your passion, we're not going to turn you away because you have a passion opening a salon. We really wanted to see you because it's just the, the more is the better. So, um, but yeah, come as you are willing to learn uh, to be a part of the family and value what we value. And you get to know us by coming. If there's something that doesn't really work for you, we really love to to send you to places that we know that might be a better fit if we know, you know, if they hired. But yeah, you don't have to qualify for anything because we are still learning. Well, what about, um, what about like if uh, it's a student just graduating from school, what, what type of expectations would there be for that person in terms of um, would they have to train or could they get right on the floor right, right away? Um, we, even if you're a seasoned stylist, you have to come and just at least for two weeks train under us, we get to see how we operate and what we're doing, where is where, how we communicate, what's the culture. So it doesn't matter where you are. And if you, some people can come out of the school can be really excellent and we're not going to have saying, Oh no, you just got out of school for that purpose. You have to sit down and just learn six months and train eight months. Uh, so it depends on where you are. If we feel like you're ready, you can be on the floor after we see you for two weeks or just three weeks and we notice the things you need to work on. So um, sometimes what we do is, let's say if you are really amazing on coloring, so we're not going to put you down. We make sure we give you colors and then we also teach you the cutting, the styling, all those things that you need to learn on. So we let you be doing what you're good at it as you learn the things that you need to work on. Nice. Cool. So during those first couple of weeks, uh, are you assisting or are you just standing around a shadowing? Are you taking customers? It depends on the person. And if they, some people can be really intimidated when they come and they see us, how we operate. So we want them to be more comfortable. Some people are very bold and not, they fearless. And it's still at the same time, still need to know the culture, how we operate. And uh, for us, there's no job is not my job where we work um, for that. You being an assistant for two weeks and helping working is actually like you get to see the in and out. And um, so if we feel like, hey, what about you assist and help us? Because there's a time I become assistant in my day off, um, even though, you know, people can say, yeah, because you're the owner. It, that doesn't mean I can tell my team, hey, figure it out. Shumpy own clients, sweat it out, you know. No, it can be a time like I would just ask one of my stylists, hey, can you help me jump my client? They'd be like, yeah, sure, jump off. So we don't see it as a lower position because we ask you to assist for two weeks or we don't make it if you are in the top because we were, hey, you're good at this thing. Let's just go ahead and put you on the floor and those kind of things as we work on those things. So pretty much everybody has to do everything. And when you come in, if there's no need for you to assist, you'll be shadowing. But it's a salon. There's always something to do or anyone can do. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, and, uh, what about like, um, what are you currently uh, looking for um, 
just I know this like whether the person I guess like most of what we've been talking about is whether the person is listening who's thinking about your salon and um, wanting to know more it doesn't matter whether they listen to it um, when this post comes out or in six months from now but something that might be a little more time um, time sensitive is uh, what are you are you what are you looking like who are you hiring for? Like, who's the ideal candidate? They're passionate. They love to learn. And, uh, it doesn't matter. And it, and it doesn't matter what level that they're at. Is that right? Nice. And, you know, willing to adapt the culture and have passion for it because the only way you can apply what you learn is if you have passion for it. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, I think this, um, this kind of sums up. What is your uh, long-term vision for your your for your business? Um, to be honest, I I it was for me. It took me eleven years to open the salon, and uh, if they don't have a vision to open the salon, they gotta have something bigger than that. We all know we hit the ceiling uh, when we became master stylists. So whatever it is that means, they gotta have something so that way we can help them grow. So we can bring the newcomers and prepare them. So we want it to be like a lounging area. We're not going to just keep it there. If you grow with old with us, that's totally okay. Um, but my goal is to have as many salon owners that left Eden DC salon to become salon owners or any kind of business they got into, whether it's coming with their own product or software, whatever it is. Um, that's my goal, just to see more stylists to do what they want because a lot of times most of the stylists they work so hard until they like 40 50 and then you don't really see a lot of them um retiring well and having something after that and my goal is just to have something to show them whatever they wanted to go we can just target it like as you become a stylist that you work if you plan is even if you don't want to have any passion hey how can we make sure you're going to be okay after you left eating this salon and but if i get some of them who are really passionate to open the salon i would love to be a part of it i would love to invest on them so that way i will still you know expand myself towards the industry and even like if they want to open the school that would be great Whatever it is their passion they wanted to do, I think having people who can grow that comes out of Eden DC Salon that I can just look back and say, hey, I'm making impact in our industry because we were really under look as a hairstylist. Nice. I love all that. And uh, I feel like a lot of audience members are going to really appreciate that perspective. All right. Well, um, I think I got a pretty good idea about your salon, at least like a little peek behind the curtain. And um, for anybody who's interested in coming to see more or or learn more, uh, how what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, they can, you know, send us the message on Instagram or Facebook or directly to send us email at edcsalon.com. Uh, we pretty good are responding or they can even call us at the salon and say hey how do i become a part of the team what do i need to do so whatever way is now it's easy to reach out to anywhere you wanted to go so yeah just reach out to us we'll help you if there's the place you wanted to be in or if we can direct you to another places that you can go and be a part of the team 
Great. And I'll put all of that information in the description below for any of the listeners or watchers. And um, so before we uh, before we sign off, I like to end with a laugh. And uh, I didn't really prepare you for this. So um, don't worry if you don't have something to say. But I like to ask what the most embarrassing moment was for a as a stylist or salon owner, something that you did that you maybe it was a mistake or an accident. And uh, you it wasn't funny at the time, but maybe now looking back on it, you can laugh about it. Anything pop in your head? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a customer who had the same haircut ever since he was six years old. And uh, he was invited to a white house. So he really wanted to look good. So his girlfriend sent a picture to the salon. And I didn't think she showed him what the picture looked like. So he was like, yeah, my girlfriend sent a picture to the salon this time. You know, we didn't have, we were, we were showing books or just sending a picture from Google. So I went and did the haircut and he screamed. Oh no. I was like, I can see the sweat dripping off my back. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And he's like six four. So it wasn't I'm I'm only five three. It was, yeah, I, I felt like that was the day I just wanna just run out of the salon and just never come back. And my manager came in, she was like, What happened? And you know, the front desk was like, Oh, this is the picture he's girlfriend sent and this is the haircut she gave him so everybody knew him for the same haircut all the time you know that like a bull haircut the helmet look yeah and he's a very smart guy nerd so it was one of those things screamed and yelled the manager came everybody gathered including the clients they just want to know what happened and they're looking at him and nobody knew that was the same guy so the manager was like, what happened? How did she do it? This is a terrible haircut. I've never loved this like this in my entire life. He was just like screaming, yelling. And uh, it was just the most embarrassing thing because nobody knew what I was told to do on his hair. So the manager pulled out the picture and everybody was like, what well, looks like the picture of the haircut? What is it that you didn't like? He said, I wanted to go back to my haircut, how I used to look. And they were like, what, is it, what do you look like before? And he showed them the picture. They were like, wow, that was you. <laughs> so nobody knew. <laughs> he looked. <laughs> and but it took me literally three days to shake it off. He was just very loud. And I, yeah, it was a little me and a little big him. And yeah, it, I, I couldn't cut his hair after that. I was terrified. And every person I looked outside looked just like him because I was that terrified. Oh man! So when he realized that the co- the picture was the same haircut as he had, did he like s- apologize or anything, saying "I got to talk to my girlfriend" or whatever? As a salon owner, the manager was just like, even though it looks like that, she didn't want to say what well, you asked for. It is what she didn't want to say, so she was just trying to calm him down because he was really loud. And but he came back, he came back two weeks later and he was like, you know, very quiet person, very not good at, I guess, apologizing, but he came with the card apologizing because my manager didn't let him pay. He came back, he said, I want to pay for it, I apologize. And he, I, I cut his hair for four years. So he, I'm the only person he knew it since he moved from Boston. Mm-hmm. And my manager said, No, once when you, you know, yell at somebody like that, you can't get back to that chair. Even though he asked, he begged. I told her, I was like, no, I don't even want him to be here the same day work. Uh, but it really, yeah, it terrified me. Wow. Wow. 
Well, uh, I'm glad he came back and apologized. That's at least that's at least good to hear. But that's uh, very unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was because I always confirm with people. I ask, but this time I had a confirmation from his girlfriend's picture. You know, I was expecting my manager. Look at this picture, and you look just like the picture. But you know, of course, you have to really um, comfort him. But yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing uh, with that, us with that, uh, sharing with us that story. And thank you also for sharing with us about your salon and uh, what it takes to work there and what type of environment you're in your vision for the company. I think it sounds all sounds super awesome. And I'm sure um, many others that are listening to this will as well. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And um, until next time, I will talk to you. I'll talk to you later. So take care. Bye-bye.